Hello, and welcome to Superhuman Samurai Cyber Pod. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm a 5,000-year-old mummy. I'm David. Yeah, this uh, this episode takes a hard swerve into mummy territory after nary a mention of mummies. That's pretty old yes. for mummies. It, yes, we, we finally hit the spoiler that me and Jen accidentally came across half a dozen episodes ago. <laughs> I mean, it does explain his shirt. It does, it, it explains, well, mostly his, like his sleeves and the shirt, yeah. It's like, he looks like he is wearing bandages. Oh, because they were. They're just bright yellow now. So is is there some sort of mummy connection to the old Gridman show? Yes, episode 18, uh, what is it called? Legend of Dragon. Dragon, you say? The, the episode, from ancient China, a, a mummy coffin is brought to where the kids live in Japan to be put on display because museums and, and plundering riches of other countries or some shit, probably, or maybe it's on tour. Anyway. Well, this isn't London. As some of the kids are going, some of the kids, I forget the name of the kids because I haven't watched that many episodes of the original Gridman. The, the, the girl of the group is explaining to, I think, younger brother of the main character, maybe. Anyway, she explained a story about, oh, there's many stories about dragons in China. Among them is a very sad one. A man who can control dragons met a princess and fought for her country and promised to marry her after that until members of the royal family got jealous and poisoned him. Oh, and so, he died. So perhaps the, so the people who poisoned him were our yacht club. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if it is the Yacht Club or if it's a retcon from the original story in the first Gridman. But then, oh, the princess was so sad that she then took her own life afterwards. Uh. And hey, that's the backstory of Gauma that we finally get in this episode. Oh, hey. Which, it, like, it's, other than, like, the poisoning bit, it, like, it's, it's lifted directly from the original Gridman. Surprisingly, including, he also has that dragon statue that he had in the first episode. Ah. That shows up in the beginning credits. Yes. Yes. But yes, Ga- Galmo was a literal mummy. In the Gridman real world, but we're not in the real world, we're in the leftovers of... The, the anime Gridman world, which was an artificial world. It's like, how the fuck did Mummy Gauma get what? Magic. It, it raises more questions than it answers. I'm going to say magic. Anyway, this this episode. So yeah, this episode is What Wish Can't Come True. Uh, this first aired June 11th, 2021. It is the penultimate episode of SSSS Dynazenon. Almost there. And uh, this is a uh, this is a very low key episode. Yeah, it, it does start that way because things are wrapping up, and, and it very much it's, seems it, it's a, it's a the first part of a two part finale where the yes. the main plot seems to have basically ended, and we really get everybody dealing with this chapter of their lives being over. Yeah, and uh, so we open with the Kaiju Eugenicist Yacht Club. And, uh, yeah, they're just kind of, uh, kind of bummed out because, uh, you know, we lost again. And, uh, also we're kind of out of kaiju. Well, yes. yeah, they're, 
waking up from the monster from last episode, which was sucking things into the void and inside itself and in people's own memories, and, and they wake up and like, well, fuck, we lost. And that was our last kaiju. Yeah, apparently that, something about it, also, I like that they point out that it could control time and space. I'm like, ooh, time and mm. space. And uh, But apparently it burned through all the kaiju seeds. And so there are no more kaiju in this world. That's it. Everybody go home. And that is basically, well, you know, the the, the, the lady yacht club member just kind of goes and gets drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The other two sort of try and deal with things. And then, um, uh, what's his (laughs) name? The red-haired guy with... uh, Onisia. uh, Onisia. Onisia. Just say, well, I can tell just kill people myself then. Yeah, he's like, yes. fine. Well, time to do a murder. Yep. Yeah, what, yes, his story is sort of backgrounded and barely there. He steals a gun off screen. <laughs> From a cop. And then gets arrested I mean, off screen. In yes. Japan, I guess that's where you have to go to steal a gun. Oh, yeah, that's true. You can't just steal them from some guy with in a oversized pickup truck at a gas station <laughs> while I mean, he's distracted there, putting Biden stickers on the gas pump. You break into his truck and steal his gun. There's kind of three ways to get it. You steal it from a cop, you steal it from a yakuza, or you buy it from a yakuza. And that's pretty much how you get a gun. Yeah, and even not, the yakuza uh, probably don't have that many. Not a lot of opportunities for stealing guns from no, civilians in Japan. Which is, no. you know, kind of how things should be. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the same in Canada, except obviously you can't get it from the Yakuza here. But uh, we have an extremely large undefended border with a country that has an awful lot of guns that you may be familiar with. Yeah. Isn't there, like, in the Toronto... Oh. Is it, is it in Toronto or was it Montreal where, like, the sixth family, like, the the unofficial family that's sort of tied to the New York... That's Montreal. Mafia family. Okay, it's Montreal. Montreal's a big mafia town. Ah, uh, the French. I mean, that's a lot of Chicago's problem is that no matter how tight the gun laws they pass in their state, they're right next to all these other states full of yokels who, you know... <laughs> Take exception to passing any gun laws whatsoever. So pretty much all the Welcome. guns they're dealing with there are coming from the next state over. Yeah. Hello, New York. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, upstate is slightly different than New York City. Yes. But, I mean, I'd like I can drive to gun ranges really easily. I pass and one on course. my way to work every day, which was funny when I had somebody coming from Washington, D.C. proper to adopt a cat, and she was like, it's uh, interesting down here. It's like, yeah, you see the gun range on the way? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Because they don't have those in D.C., now, I, th- I think we have gun ranges, and I think, like, the owner, like, you can't bring your own gun, but, like, the owner of the gun range can maybe have the guns, and, of course, they have to be locked up under certain conditions. So it's like a skating rink. Yeah. You don't bring your Kinda, own skates yes. in, you rent the skates. What? Yes. Or, 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 well, it's like, or I guess, maybe more like bowling. 
I'll, I'll just say where I am is, is at a point where on weekends when I'm driving to work, I pass by this one, like, intersection that has this sort of clear spot at one corner where sometimes someone will set up, like, a little, like, like a trailer you'd expect to be selling ice cream or something, but they've got ammo. And I, I refer to that as the Militia Girl Scout cookie drive because I can only assume that this is being sold to financially benefit some local militia group. But, uh, yeah, it's great. Just, I was just driving by there. They had one of those like flapping man things like at a used car dealership, except it was, hey, it had an American flag. Man. But it had an American flag pattern. <laughs> <laughs> and they've just got big signs that say ammo. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to find a cop to steal a gun around here. You just find, like, a big truck and break in and steal their guns. Anyway, that's only just minor plot dealt with. Yes. Although something does fall on him and he almost dies again. Yes. I love that he's so, just uh... like, well, I guess I'm going to have to murder someone with my hands. Calm down, buddy. Superhumans have arrived. Superhumans have arrived. They're gonna amp it up. It's a gigabyte. They're gonna rip it up. A hero always makes the cut. So we, uh, we cut now to the uh, Koyomi residence where he is, uh, much to the shock of, uh, of his cousin, he's working on a resume and looking for a suit. A resume? Also, I didn't realize that he actually, I, I, maybe they both actually live with his mom? That, I don't yeah, remember I them mentioning her before. I think that's new. I, I, th- she's been mentioned, but I don't think it was mentioned that he was living with her. I, I assumed he was in an apartment somewhere. Yeah, I assumed he had, like, right. a crummy studio apartment somewhere yes. that would be the sort yeah, of... I, I figured it was just that one room was his entire place. Yes. Yeah, like, like the that kind and of, a bathroom outside the door. The kind of crummy studio apartment you have when you're a neat. But, but no, he's yeah. down a rung further. He is apparently actually living with his mom. Yes. Well, that's up or wrong because you get better food. Yeah, that is definitely up or wrong. Not when I was staying with my mom. Uh, she wasn't going to feed okay, me. I guess, I guess it depends on the mother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we and uh, we now cut to uh, to Galma, who is getting having a visit from uh, Yomogi and Yume, who have uh, brought who have brought a gift from Yomogi's mother, a bag of crab chips. Yes. <laughs> yes. The crabs continue. Because hey, it these, these must taste better than actual live crabs. At mm. this point, he he does not seem to be feeling great. So this no. we're we're seeing that he's not in the best physical. He's he's suffering some kind of physical decline at this point. But maybe yes, it will and, help and that he now has some crab chips. And obviously you would expect somebody who lives under a bridge and eats live crabs to not be feeling great at most at most times. <laughs> yes. Yeah, at first it just seems like indigestion, but it gets more pronounced throughout the episode. Yes, like he's hungover, or it, pre- it pretty quickly soon becomes apparent that he is dying. Kind of, yeah. It all, maybe he's suffering mutagenic effects of being bitten by a radioactive crab. <laughs> oh, no. Patreon plug. Making him a crustacean mummy. <laughs> yes. A mum station. 
Would he just be, like, mummified inside his chitinous shell? I guess. Or he'd be like a crab wrapped up in mummy wrappings. Maybe. Maybe. Or, or the mummy wrappings get really encrusted and hard and become like armor. Ew. And, and then his bones just petrify. Or uh, ossify. He is crab. What is, what is it when bones turn to dust? Turn uh, when they turn to dust. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Disintegrate? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's just disintegrate. We, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we cut back to, uh, to Yume and, uh, and her friend, uh, Irma. <laughs> I can never remember her actual name because she appears so intermittently, but she just looks like Irma from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. She does. This um, is fair. This is a fair I observation. I think it's May. May. Oh, yeah, that's such a basic background character name, kind of. Yes. That's a, that, that's definitely, yeah, we'll come up with a better name later. <laughs> just put, just put May in and we'll come up with something. Uh, but yeah, she's, uh, she is now, uh, you know, making amends for her weird habit of, uh, inviting guys on dates that she does not actually go on. <laughs> and then, of course, it turns out that, uh, uh, the, our kaiju eugenicist who is attending this school is no longer attending it due to him, uh, no longer having any evil to do. <laughs> I mean, what's the point? He doesn't. He's he's not taunting them anymore because all the fun kaiju stuff is over. So what's he gonna do? Show up and learn math? <laughs> That's boring. I, he's not. I mean, that. he might need to now. He's gonna need a job now that uh, <laughs> you know, world devastator isn't an option anymore. That's that's true. He's gonna be competing on the job market. Yeah. Uh, yes, you've got you've got a. Uh, Got this uh, blank spot on your resume about five thousand years. <laughs> yeah, I was um, I was auditing some courses. They don't like it when you've got gaps on your resume because it means you've gone feral. <laughs> Tasted uh, yeah, freedom. No, I, uh, during that time, I I was a mummy. <laughs> Is it hibernation? You know, happens. yeah. I'm not, I, I guess they weren't mummies. It was just Galma who was a mummy. The other guys were just what? not alive, and then they were. I think maybe they were mummies. We don't see their mummies because we've only seen Galma in in the episode of Gridman. Well, we find out about that because somebody like reports a missing mummy in the news. If five yep. mummies are missing, that's a problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a bigger story. Like I'm calling Moon Knight. Well, yes, but they're mummies <laughs> from China, so. Maybe the other ones went missing in China. Galma went missing in Japan. So he's on the news. I mean, a, a bunch of mummies start disappearing worldwide. I am, I'm calling Moon Knight or possibly, um, Rachel Vice. I'm calling the British Empire and reporting them for doing that shit again. <laughs> Cut it out. Stop. Stop stealing yeah, the mummies. I thought we stop sniffing mummy dust. Although of course, uh, although of course, Rachel Weisz is not in the mummy movie that has Chinese mummies in it. Oh, Aww. that was the third one, uh, Legend of the Dragon Emperor, in which she was replaced with uh, Maria Bello for some I reason. Never saw that one. Maria mm-hmm. Bello. I mean, I like Maria Bello, but I'm not sure you could find an actress who less resembles Rachel Weisz. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, that, no. Her eyebrows are so. Was tiny. she the same character? Yes. 
Oh, wow. I just figured she's like the same role. No, no. It's, you know, uh, like when they replaced Megan Fox in the Transformers movies. It was a different character, but it was basically the same character. It, well, then, it, then you have to be replacing a wife. So it's, it's more complicated. It's not well, that complicated. It, it, I mean, it was as if, like in that third movie, it was just the same character, even though she was suddenly uh, blonde and British. Yeah. And the, I think there's some offhand comment where somebody mentions that she looks different. She's like, you know, I did my hair. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you're going to replace it like that, that's fine. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know, listen, there, there was a mummy curse. I'm a different person now. I'm American now for some reason. <laughs> for reasons. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, so everybody's moving on, and now maybe it's time for Chise to move on. And by, by that I mean back to school, because she's just been a truant, I guess. Don't do it, it's a yes, trap! that's come up before. She's just wearing this big... Unflattering uh, schoolgirl uniform. Yes. School is a trap, Chise. Don't do it. <laughs> Wearing unflattering is fine since she's like twelve anyway. In her normal outfit, was like a club girl from the like in her twenties. Was not appropriate for someone not her age. No. Good character design, not appropriate for your age, dear. No. Still, school's a trap. Don't go. <laughs> Don't do it. And so she's, she's sort of lingering around the gates and then she meets, um, Auntie and, uh, and his pal and they're about to leave this world dimension. Whatever. Di- digital What's world. And they're gonna have to take, and they're gonna have to take Goldburn with them. Cause he's yes. not from around here and this, this isn't where he should be. Aww. They're all irregulars. We're kaiju who yes. aren't evil. They don't specify that they're kaiju, but yeah, they're we're irregulars. Yes. So she's she's kind of you know she understands, but also she's very sad. Yes, man, she's great. And so she kind of runs off with Goldburn, and she kind of kind of hangs upside down off a bridge with her. That's because, you know, everybody's leaving me. Hmm. Stupid Yumogi getting a job. Yeah. Or Koyomi. Stupid Koyomi getting a job. He's trying. He's trying to get a job. Filling out a resume. And so, so Gamma, who is now looking real rough, uh, he gets a meeting from the glasses-wearing member of the eugenicists. And he's all, yeah, you know, we're at Kaiju. Uh, you know, I guess you guys won. We lost. And he appears that he's about to say something, but then Gamma just punches him in the face. <laughs> yes. yes, this one is Juga, and yeah, uh, Gamma's just not having it. He's just going to kick this guy's ass. No, and luckily, uh, uh, Yume and Yumogi drop by before he can beat this guy to death. Yeah, he's I'm not sure if you realize... Really cool. He's got a lot of yeah. frustrations, and he's gonna take them all out on this guy's face. And he may just think that, or they may just think that, like Gamma's beating up another hobo. <laughs> well, first, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Has Gamma gotten into bum fights now? Oh, Gamma, no! He would do so well at them. You don't need the money that bad. 
got people willing to just give you crab chips. Hmm. Man, next time I go to the Asian grocery, now I want to get some crab chips in honor of Galma. Mm, crab chips. <laughs> or you could just uh, go down to the nearest river and find a live crab and eat it. <laughs> there is there is a local uh, potato chip company in my region uh, that sells an Old Bay flavored chips. Mm. Uh, but oh, they do specify that they do not taste like crab. They taste like crab seasoning. So it's like a pumpkin spice situation. Right. Where it's not actually supposed to taste like pumpkin. It's the spices you use to flavor pumpkin. This is not actually flavored like crab. It is crab spice. So, yes. yeah. It's r- root 11 potato chips. They're pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. So they do manage to stop Galma from his angry, angsty, revenge filled. Like he he's mostly mad that Juga has just given up because Galma does not want to give up despite no. the fact that the princess is to here in this time with him, and like he doesn't have anything to do. But it's like he doesn't want to give up. But you're just willing to give up, so I'm going to beat the shit out of you just to have something to do. Yeah. Like I said, he's got a lot of frustrations, and he's going to take them all out on his face. And so it turns out that after he died, uh, the princess killed herself so that she could be with him. And yes. now he's returned to life, and she did not return to life. That is probably... And this is usually the kind of thing that leads to a mummy stalking Rachel Vice around. Yeah. <laughs> that is more like reciprocation than I realized they had going on. Substitute stalking Rachel Vice for stalking uh, the... Young female character from the original Gridman. <laughs> like, are you my princess? No, your princess is in another timeline. Was she? And was she like the reincarnation of that princess? The mummy couldn't talk. Oh, so who knows? He might have thought, but he's a, he's a non-verbal mummy. And we didn't get like flashbacks where she was played by the same actress. No, no, okay, no. Then. It's just he's stalking. He wakes up. He strangles a couple scientists. Yeah. He tromps around and follows the children into the basement while a camera crew is filming him <laughs> and transmitting it on the news. And the only people that come to help are Gridman. By going through the wires into the wires that lead into the mummy's brain, which was activated by a monster created by the the kid who draws monsters and then has Kilocon create the monsters. And it's overly complicated for mummy wakes <laughs> up and, and <laughs> wishes his princess was there. And then at the end realizes, oh, no, she's not here. And then he just falls asleep on the ground and they put the dragon statue on his chest. And then he wakes up as Galma later. And conveniently, of course, he, he knows this because I guess somebody afterwards decided to tell this to the mummy. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, because th- there, there's a shot in this where you hear garbled voices, which is a highly distorted shot from the original Gridman. Ah. And we also, like, well, we get a shot of the mummy. Oh, the mummy woke up. It's also a screenshot that's been pixelated. So, yeah, the end of the episode is explained. No, 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 Princess isn't here. Please, have your statue go back to sleep. Gridman has defeated the monster that was awakening you inside your brain, which was glowing. (laughs) Oh, and another important part of that episode before we wander back to the actual Dinozenon. Um, I think in the 
the episode that Anoshiris was introduced, the, the the in the original Gridman, Anoshiris one, not Anoshiris two, his daughter. So the second's dad. Yes, the second's dad. I think that was the episode that was the introduction of Gridman's sword, <laughs> which was it, it became Caliber eventually. And this episode with the mummy is the introduction of Gridman's dragon cannon, which looks a hell of a lot like the cannon that, that Yamogi's component turns into. Aha, uh-huh, <laughs> it does. Yes. So, so it's, it's odd that they pick, they managed to pick perfect lore characters that fit in the new anime, anime that are also episodes that debut new weapons. <laughs> that are used in the show. Those must be the best episodes. Apparently. I mean, they probably are, but it's odd. To like, oh, we, we had a kaiju and his girlfriend, giant, small fairy, and then we can retcon that they have a daughter. Like, that's fun. Oh, and we have a mummy who was tied to the past, and we can mess that. Although, it, it is really weird that Galma is here. I'm still confused. Like, what world is this? <laughs> is it the real world? Is this just fantasy? <laughs> Caught in a landslide. Any, anyway, where were we Mystic in the actual reality. So he's, he's explaining his mummy backstory and that only, apparently only kaiju users were returned to life 5,000 years later due to kaiju energies question mark. Question oh yeah, mark. I guess maybe the seeds from the first episode woke them up? Yeah. Because at the, at the end of the the original Gridman episode, the mummy Gauma just collapses on the floor asleep again. So the kaiju seeds could have woken him up again, I guess. And now he's dying. Yes. Womp womp. So yeah, his his body is sort of wearing out now. He was he was not meant to be alive. He was briefly alive, and now he is not going to be alive. Oh, but he's so great. So they and he also requests that they turn in their uh, their their various uh, robot action figures. <laughs> yes, Koyome has already given him his. Because Kayome is off trying very hard to look professional and get a job. Mm. He's going to a photo booth, getting headshots. Oh, yeah. He, he goes, yes. <laughs> a cheap little He's going to get like booth. an ID card. <laughs> and uh, he runs into the uh, the lady kaiju eugenesis. And, you know, he, he has to, you know, you know we, you're just doing your job, your evil monster summoning job. And so, you know, no hard feelings. And she's all, okay, I still hate you. <laughs> you specifically, apparently. Did he do anything to her? They had that nice No, they just night sort of out. hung out and, and had a decent day. Oh, right, yeah. <sighs> she stole his car, but... Oh, right. Um, that wasn't, like, hard feelings or anything. That was just doing doing her yes. job. Mm. Maybe she's mad at him because he didn't, like, I don't know hit that. She feels vaguely offended. <laughs> I don't know. He's trying. I feel for him. So yeah, they this this is a this is the point where we find, you know, the weird mummy news. 
Hmm. Oh, yeah, and, and then Yamogi asks Yume to maybe date him. Yes, which... Is there? Uh, yeah. Come on, guys. You, you've been dancing around this for uh, for uh, several episodes now. I thought they were already dating. <laughs> kind of they were, I guess. But it, it, but and the, and the, the slow build up if to only Galmo was there to see maybe it. Maybe she's going to answer them, and then they get interrupted. Yes. Yes. So yeah, they they decide they're going to you know they he is she she asks him to go somewhere with her, and it unsurprisingly turns oh, out right to be there. her sister's grave. I skipped the scene somewhere. Yeah, so, you know, her parents are, you know, her mother's kind of weirded out, but her father thinks it's a good idea. And then uh, Yamogi's mother thinks that it's a huge pain in the ass because it totally ruins their dinner plans. With uh, Grandma is on his side. Yes. Like, come on, you don't Grandma's have to meet uh, whatever the Japanese equivalent of Ron is. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does specifically say, like, he doesn't know the guy's name. Yes. Uh-huh. It's like, I wasn't paying attention to this guy's name. Apparently it's Kamijo. I assume that is Japanese for Ron. <laughs> Stepfather, his name is Ron. Yes. If your name is Ron, congratulations. Someday you will have a stepson or daughter. <laughs> Sorry, your uh, first marriage didn't work out. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you know, everybody sort of has, you know, a, a night out, you know, the lady eugenicist goes out drinking, or possibly just a soda joint. I'm not that familiar with Japanese drinking establishments. Uh, you know, Goldburn's flying around, Kiyomi's looking for job interview tips. Looking up interview and questions. I would hire him. Yes. Then in the, the next morning, our our two uh, kaiju people are dropping by the bridge to bid a fond farewell to Gamma. Well, a fond farewell in her case, and an extremely grudging farewell in Auntie's case. She has to tell him to be nice, <laughs> so Come that on. it doesn't just this turn this... into when the eugenicist guy came to visit again, and it's just punching. Yes. And you know, this, you know, this guy lives under a bridge. He's probably dying. Just be nice to him for five <laughs> seconds. My God! Please. Remember when you were starving to death in the street? You spent an awful lot of time as a one-eyed hobo. Yes. You should have some sympathy for this guy. Yes. Covered in garbage. This guy is a dirty crab. You were a dirty opossum. Yes. <laughs> oh, my trash son. Yeah. My little trash boy. Uh, so yeah, we we go to the, the sister's grave. It's, it's this is her first time visiting there, and it's his first time visiting a grave. Period. Apparently, yeah. Hmm. I mean, his grandma obviously isn't dead because she's living with them. So, well, that's true. Of course, that he probably also has a where's, grandfather. Then, where's grandpa? Or had one. Well, oddly, he's, he fra- at least in the English that he phrases it as someone else's grave. Has he oh, visited right. yeah, it's someone his own grave? Someone else's family's <laughs> grave, I would oh, okay. Him, so. Oh, okay. It feels like there's a word missing in there, but yeah, that, that yes. kind of makes sense. Okay, so he's probably gone to Grandpa's grave, just not somebody other family. What, yeah, I mean, how often do you visit another family's grave? Unless you're there when the body is being put in. Unless yes. you're dating their... Sister. Unless you're dating a goth. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna just gonna fire up the Bauhaus and go uh, go visit some graves. <laughs> I mean, granted, uh, my elementary school was right next to a graveyard that I would often walk through, but it wasn't like I was with, there with someone else visiting. Mm. There's a really neat old cemetery at the Catholic Church down the street from my current place. It's pretty great. Ooh. Super old graves. And I mean, Galma is sort of... Still America. Galma is sort of lurking in the cemetery. Hmm. Perhaps envisioning his own demise. <laughs> Probably stalking and them, all, but... And then also local teenagers discuss local incident in which man with bad haircut uh, punched a cop and stole his gun. <laughs> and was promptly arrested. I like that, that one of them shows another a picture of him and they're like, so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a guy who would punch a cop and try and steal his gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's not coping well. Yeah, you may head you may headed back home. They they note that I, they haven't fixed one of the skyscrapers yet. Hmm. It's just leaning against another one. No, yep. having like- Cloverfield flashbacks. Yes, it's a cool I can't thing. deal with that I was movie. Having, I was having Dark of the Moon flashbacks. Oh, that oh, too. Yeah, I did that too. Goes God, on that much sequence lasts there. forever. Oh my god! Yeah. Cloverfield is shorter than that scene. Whole <laughs> <laughs> movie. Oh Benjamin, god, this is. What are you doing, buddy? Things. This is going on for an hour, and Lizzie Kaplan hasn't even exploded yet. <laughs> Dinobots haven't even shown up yet. Anyway, so yeah, he uh, he does indeed confess. You know, they're talking about how their life is kind of getting back to normal, and yet, you know, for her, fighting robots, that kind of was the normal for her. That was the most normal thing she'd done. <laughs> it's still more normal than asking dudes out on weird, creepy dates. That's fair. Yeah. What? I think it's more that, that she was excited for doing the normal things they did outside. Yes. In, in their little friend group who are robot pilots. Yeah, they're kind of worried that, you know, they, they're not going to see everybody again. And which is, you know, you always say you'll keep in touch, but you almost never do. No. Anyway, so yeah, he's finally confessing that, you know, even if people move on, I, I still want to see you because, no duh, I'm I'm super into you. You may, and she, but she can't really respond because uh, this this remaining kaiju user bursts in and uh, he reveals that oh yeah I'm actually uh, super evil and apparently the strongest one which it always kind of like I figure it's like not oh he's going to be like the toughest one not just a little bit evil extra evil oh yeah extremely evil made of evil. Yeah, so you Which, know, okay, I, it's kind of weird. It's like, uh, okay, I, I mean, making the shortest one the strongest. Okay, you're, there's your basic Dragon Ball thing. Oh, it's Frieza. It's like, oh, they, they all they all had like insignia rank stripes on their one arm, and his was just one big wide one. It's like, oh, he's the lowest. No, he's the highest. Mm. But the unfortunate thing is, uh, um, he's also the dark skinned character. <laughs> well, he's oh, the yeah. dark skinned, light haired character. 
which yeah, just he, feels he's, like he's the, anime design trope. He might just color. Yeah, he might is. just be really tan. Yeah. Could it be? It, it's just the the dark skinned character being the evil one is an unfortunate trope. Not mm. that they're going for that. It's just it's a just fact. that Japan is problematic. Yes. And of course, they're five thousand years old, so we don't actually know where or entirely when they're from. Well, mummies from China, supposedly, at least going by Galma, but mm. not that any of them look like they're Chinese. I guess well, it's no anime characters, but he's. I mean, they don't. Tan. Nobody looks like they're Japanese either. Also, that. Maybe everybody he's Middle looks, Eastern. Everybody looks like hair. they're anime mm. characters. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he you know, he thanks them for showing them all all, all their wonderful emotions. Mm-hmm. But uh, now it's time to be uh, killed with energy blasts. So some, star some gamma, da- sparkly star energy blasts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you know, Gamma takes the shot for him, seemingly sacrificing himself because he no longer has the connection to the kaiju, so he's just going to die. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and he has giant time. purple scars all over him. Yes, yeah. but uh, and you know, even though the kaiju are gone, uh, he can still control one final kaiju because there's one inside of him. <gasps> dun dun dun! And then he, and then he just turns into a kaiju. Yeah, a very basic sort of- Godzilla-shaped kaiju. Curious about the distinction between like. This and being a kaiju, but I guess that maybe he did in some way absorb it because he still got to do the whole domination thing. So I guess this is one he absorbed rather than him actually being it the way that Knight is. And it doesn't seem to have been like physically inside him. It's not like it bursts out of him. That we see. No, I guess that probably would be a little above this... uh... This, the uh, the rating on this one. It doesn't explode bloodily. This isn't Demon Slayer. Not it, bloody it's explosions. Like, um, the the trans. Oh, what the fuck was her name? The end of last season. Why am I blinking? Oh, uh, I'll not Alexis Carib. Um, yes, the girl. Akane. Akane. Akane, yes, thank you. I began with an A, but I couldn't put it together for some reason. Oh, not good today. And Akane, it's kind of like that, only hers was sort of slower and looked more painful. His is just sort of blink and it's done. Well, I guess he's, unlike her, he's into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not fighting was, it. Hers was an unwilling transformation into a monster. Right. Well, yeah. His is like he just did it because the monster was inside him. Although there are some elements of the monster that look like previous monsters, a little. Like, it's got a thing on its back and some of its spikes. The monster was inside him all along. But the basic design is is very, like, two legs, arms, big long tail, Godzilla-y thing. But with white, bonish armor that kind of looks like Monster X from Godzilla Final Wars, a little. But yeah, it, it's a neat design. It's just that I, well, after the monster that Akane turned into at the end of last season, which was sort of demonic, cosmic monster thing, it's like, oh, it's just a Godzilla. Yeah, this is a bit of a letdown because that thing was totally nuts. At least give this thing some tentacles or more arms. 
It's a neat design, but it's not a neat enough design for the final monster. Yes. It might grow some tentacles next episode. I hope so. So it's uh, obviously it is time for the team to assemble one final time. And of course, Gamble <sighs> yes. wants to get in the fight, but he's clearly in no in no shape to do anything. Uh, well, anything. Period. Yeah, hmm. he is not doing good. So, so instead, uh, Anti is going to borrow Dinazenon, and so he'll try and form Kaiser Gridnight. Which he does and in then, a fairly truncated transformation sequence. Yes, and uh, but he just does not have the power that he has while it's being piloted. So pretty pretty quickly, he's getting his ass kicked, and the city is falling into ruin, uh, including the prison where they've uh, where they've put this crazy guy. Oh yeah, and the rubble falls on him, and he dies again, but not. He always just survives. Yes, somehow. And, and then that is the end of the episode. Dun dun dun! Yeah. Oh. Walking away from the explosion. The monster is named Gagula. Okay. Really? Gagula. Uh, supposedly, it's supposed to be like a Caligula effect named after, but it's just Gagula. It's Dracula. Gag. Gagula. Uh, Caligula. It's not a bad monster name, but it's a basic one. Is this monster going to try to like have like sex with buildings? I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe. buildings, maybe. Are, are a bunch of uh, unconnected sex scenes going to be spliced into the next episode against the director's will? Ooh. <laughs> Ew. I mean, that would be shocking. But. You know, like Ew. the... Uh, like, like Caligula, the, yeah. Right. Yes, I, I have seen... Wait, have I seen Caligula or just parts of it? I, I saw Malcolm McDowell talk about it at a comics convention. Oh. You know, he's very sanguine about the whole thing. So, you know, if they, if they want to put me in Rome to shoot another porn movie, I'll do it. <laughs> it's Rome. I mean, <laughs> not going to say no to a trip to Rome. <sighs> Liana, why you got to scratch the cardboard right now, honey? Why? I, uh, I believe like that's this? also what... Oh, do do do. Uh, that's also what Christopher Plummer said about uh, shooting Star Crash. No, not Star Crash. Puma Man. No, 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 no. no that's Puma Don Pleasance. This oh, is Plummer. Uh, oh, that Plummer. that that uh, that's Italian Star Wars ripoff that they did on uh, Star Crash. One of the net Star. Oh, it is Star Crash. Okay. It is Star Crash. Anyway, he's in. He's in that. And he yeah. said that we don't. Again. They shot that in Rome. I, I would shoot porno if they uh, <laughs> if they paid for me to go to Rome. Actors like working in Rome. Yeah. Well, the European vacation, it's pretty good. Sure. I mean, how, how many movies has um, Michael Caine made in other places just oh, for absolutely. vacation? It's like in Jaws 4. Oh, Jaws 4? Got, oh, no thanks. Oh, out of it. oh, where are you shooting it? Oh, the Bahamas? Oh, yes, I'll do that then. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, the real problem is all those guys who uh, you know sh- end up making all those movies in like Bulgaria or whatever. Yeah, it's Iceland. less impressive anymore. I like Iceland. Yay! Though. I would shoot some a movie in Iceland. Well, Iceland, Iceland I, I, I don't think Iceland's that cheap. They usually go there when they need to go to like some primordial barren wasteland. Yeah. Yeah. But I assume you're actually staying in like Reykjavik or something. I mean, still, it's only Reykjavik. It's not like they're flying you down to Morocco or anything. 
Well, this is true. This is true. Anyway, I assume so, you're uh, not that, like living in a yurt. Yeah, we just we just set up a bunch of Quonset huts. So yeah, that is the episode, and that is the cliffhanger. We will be back next month with the exciting conclusion Yay. to SSSS Dynasty. On has they announced anything about a third show of this type? I think they, there have been things about a movie, which is supposed to combine oh. the two somehow, but I don't... I see. I don't actually remember, because it's been so long. Okay, Gridman Dynasty non-film has been announced, and if my internet will load... Oh, but the news was back in December, so... So not for a while, then. Eventually, Yeah. So it'll probably be no. I don't. I don't think no release date. At, at least according to this last article from December. So there's probably well because it was a long time before we found out Xenon was going to be a TV show and not just a movie. Right. Like for the longest time, it, it seemed like oh we're just getting a movie. It's like okay that'd be cool. And then we got a whole series. It's like okay that works. So maybe the next thing will be another series. But then again, I don't know if Dynazenon did as well. Well, in Japan, I don't know if it did as well. I know mm-hmm. in America and, and the rest of the world, less people are talking about it than we're talking about Gridman. I feel Although, the next, admittedly, the, we travel in the Transformers circle, so yeah. we were excited about Gridman. Yeah, and this one did not have enough Transformers references. No, no. or <laughs> not enough clear ones, so. No. To get that whole group excited about it. But yeah, there will be something. When? Don't know. Exactly right. what? Don't know. At some point. Of course, oh, I the, still, I still got to play the the latest Super Wars game that actually had Gridman in it. Ooh. I, I, I started it, that. but I, also uh, have any things. time for playing games. Game backlog. Mm. Adulting. But of is course, happy. before that, before that, we will be back with the final episode next month, and next week we'll be back with more Transformers: Robots in Disguise. Yes, sure will. As we begin the exciting two-part season finale. More finales. Also with some crab. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. What was that? I said also with some crab. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no, crab. Oh, (laughs) apparently they made a a physical suit of Gagula. Oh. Ooh. Which is neat. Like for personal appearances or? Yeah, because they made made a Gridman suit and... They made a Dynazenon suit, and they made a anti and one of the other kaiju from the I first I think they season. did a kaiju anti suit. Mm. Yeah, it was kaiju anti, and then I think they did make Grid Knight. Yeah, they made Grid Knight because he's in this season. So they made a handful of actual physical suits for promotional stuff. There's so much mm. meowing going and on oh, here. I think, oh my god! At least for Gridman, there was like a short, like actual fight physical thing. I think it was only like five minutes or something. Mm. I think it was Gridman versus Anti, maybe? <gasps> oh no! But it, 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 it's admittedly Not been point. like two years since I've seen it, so I don't remember clearly. Alright. And of course, uh, we and if you can't, if you need even more of us, we have got, we, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and we have a Patreon. Yes. And a Discord. We are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. 
That is patreon.com slash icon underground. Uh, I guess it's May. So mm. what's the name of the movie that we're watching again, Rob? Dr. Uh, Dr. Mordred. <laughs> we, are, we are entering a real multiverse of madness. And in this multiverse, <laughs> uh, Full Moon Productions was briefly sold, briefly had the license to make a Dr. Strange movie. Lost the license, but made the movie anyway. Wait, what? <laughs> what are the odds that there will be a reference to it in the Spider or the, the Doctor Strange movie? Man, if we see uh, Jeffrey Combs, Combs, who plays yeah. Doctor Mordred in this, I will plots. I I will be pretty excited. It, it it would seem like really unlikely they would do that. Except, who's directing the movie? Well. <laughs> Sam Raimi, but yes, if anyone's I, going to do it, well, then Sam Raimi s- might. Like if it, I don't know if Sam Raimi's ever worked with Jeffrey Combs. If it were no. Peter, if it were Peter Jackson, I would bet that he'd be in it because well, Combs yeah, is in Peter the fight. Jackson, it'd be different, but um, I, just I don't know. Definitely he, seems like someone who is in those circles, though. Like he seems like yes. someone who is definitely aware of this movie being a thing. This is true. Yeah. He made Dark Man. He knows about full moving. <laughs> it's like that's the same quality. Oh. I oh that would be amazing. I don't want to bet on it, but like no. that that would make that would make me happier than seeing Rintra on film. <laughs> which although is I, a weird thing. Although I, I, I have unfortunately been spoiled in one cameo that does make sense, but I never thought in a million years would happen. So who knows? Oh no. Oh, oh. no. Oh okay, no! Well, well, we don't want to put that on the podcast, but I'm asking you after we finish. Okay. Then. <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, we should finish by. Yes. Right, also, so until- if you would like to see our Discord, if you'd like to come and visit us and say hi, uh, you can find a link to it uh, pinned to the top of our Twitter at uh, at iconug. All right, uh, I think so, it's also pinned on the Stasis Pod Twitter, which admittedly gets less use these days. All right. So until next week, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm Gagula. Gagula, Gagula. In the oh, back I, of damn my it, now Gagula. I was saying Dragula, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. get in the back Day of my Gagula. Through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of my Gagula. <laughs> There we go. Sorry. The system of down songs are easier to recall than... Um, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. I was thinking Power Man 5000. It's like, no, that's his brother. Well, I mean, then, of course, they used to call me Rob Zombie back in my uh, youthful days. Oh, yeah, you probably did. Yeah. Back when I back when I could, you know, burn through the witches and dig through the ditches with the best of them. Could you? Could you, though? <laughs>